Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Regional Roundup. Money FM 89.3 would have heard in the news late on Friday afternoon. Malaysia's Pardons Board announcing that former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak's jail sentence for corruption reduced from 12 to 6 years. And the fines imposed will also be reduced to 50 million Malaysian ringgit down from 210 million. Now, we spoke uh, to our next guest earlier in the weekend. It's time for a follow-up. Nicholas Fang, Managing Director Black Dot and Director for Security and Global Affairs, Singapore Institute of International Affairs is on the line with us. Nicholas, good evening. Good evening, guys. TGIF, uh, especially if you're not shit. Well, it's happened. Uh, we were speculating this week that sources were indicating that this would happen. We saw news reports yesterday state that it would be announced before the end of the week, and now it's finally been announced. Your initial reactions, please. Yeah, I don't think any of us could be too surprised, right, given all the sort of signals, the sort of leaked information from senior officials about the case. So it's just good to have the clarity that, you know, there was initial rumours, I think, last week and maybe even a couple of weeks earlier that a full pardon could have been on the cards. And before we got a bit more clarity from the reports this earlier this week, there was just halving of his jail term and the reduction of the fine. Um, so it's no real surprise. And I think that if you wanted to assess what this actually means for Malaysia and Malaysian politics, I think some observers are already calling it a win-win situation in the sense that those people feel that he should be punished for his role in the 1MDB scandal, see that he actually is spending you know, a significant time in prison, whereas his backers, his supporters, the people who still he's still very popular with, will see the reduction of the jail term by half as, as some way of, of maybe a bit of conciliation towards their side of things. So, you know, it, it is potentially the safest option that could have, outcome that could have been secured in this case. So as you mentioned, this is this sounds like politics well played. You get a discount on the jail term and the fine. So you, as you mentioned, please both sides of this one. But uh, what kind of an impact will this have to Malaysian politics? Well, as we spoke about earlier, and, and you know, I think most of the reports have acknowledged Mr. Najib still remains very popular, especially with the, the Malay ground, uh, which is significant in Malaysia, and you know, the UMNO faithful, as it were, still look at look to him as a as a fairly influential leader. So, you know, the the key question now is an issue of timing. With the jail term passed, I think the official date that he can uh, get out is um, twenty in uh, twenty twenty eight. August 23rd, 2028. If he doesn't pay his fine, then it extends like one year to August 23rd, 2029. But in Malaysia, there is the the tradition or, or the possibility of people who are in prison to qualify for parole. I think the standard norm is about two-thirds of their jail terms served. Although there is the potential for the parole board to, to look at even releasing somebody after half their jail term is served. So, you know, with the three-year or maybe four-year timeline, we could see uh, Mr. Najib coming out before the next general election, uh, which is due by February 2028. Uh, Malaysia's parliament has to be dissolved by December 2027. So if he serves two-thirds, two-thirds of his term, he could be out, you know, in 2026, which could give him a bit of time to get back in the swing of things when it comes to domestic politics in the country. 
Now, of course, the question is whether he's actually going to do that or not. And a lot could happen between now and then, right, before we get a clear sign of where the politics actually lie in Malaysia. Uh, Nicholas, you run a, a comms advisory firm, so I want to tap into that PR side of you. Your thoughts on how this entire thing has been handled, especially in light of how some people would say Najib got lucky. I also want to point out there was the previous Angong, the outgoing one that we spoke about on Wednesday, that made this decision. It was like his final act. So there's no one to be angry with. You kind of got your pound of flesh anyway with six years. From a PR point of view, was this handled well by Malaysia? So I, I think you, there's a question of handle well for whom, right? There was a bit of a question about why it took so long for the news to be announced finally today, uh, when the, all the rumours were flying about Monday, Tuesday already. Uh, I think we, we should bear in mind that handover to the new Agong was officially done on Wednesday. So potentially they sort of delayed the announcement to let, you know, so that these, these kind of headlines wouldn't have dominated the first day uh, in, in office for the new Agong. But it's also quite clear that I think most we discussed this and most people also know that the, the previous Agong, the Sultan of Pahang, he, he knows Najib from a long time. Najib is from Pahang as well. And uh, in, in, in a sense, having his last acts or last major acts while he was Agong be this, you know, and you all know that he chaired the, the pardons board as well. That sort of allows that chapter to sort of close under his watch. Whereas the new uh, Sultan, uh, new Agong now is potentially given a clean slate. He has talking a bit about, spoken a bit about yeah. when um, he wants to go after corruption. He wants to to, to ensure good governance in yes. the country. Yes. So for him to have started his term when when then they announced this thing with, with Mr. Najib with the reduction in in the in the sentence um, may not have been a good look. So I, as you say, this potentially is a bit of a win win for for everyone. Um, but in that context, something that people have raised as well is whether a full pardon is actually on the cards for Mr. Najib. Now, a full pardon, and you mentioned this on Wednesday, means that his, his entire record is wiped clean. He can start as if he never went to prison and it, there were no charges against him. With having served this term, uh, even if he comes out early or not, if he were to consider challenging in the next elections, that may be against some rules because uh, technically there's a five-year ban for anyone who has served this kind of term uh, before he can then uh, uh, contest elections. So that would rule him out of, of 2027-2028 for sure. There is an option for the king to remove the disqualification rule for that person. Najib will have to write an appeal to the king, which will be the current Agong or the new Agong. And then we come into some great territory about whether that's actually going to happen, given what the, the current Agong has spoken about, you know, good governance, no more corruption and things yeah. like that. But, you know, a lot can happen. A week is a long time in politics and we're talking about two, three, maybe, maybe four years. Yeah. So I think we have to see what happens in the interim. Nicholas, what would the thought process be of the pardons board, the Malaysia's pardons board, and do we know the makeup of the people in this board? Um, I, as I said, you know, it was uh, it's chaired by the, the Agong, and in this case, the previous Agong, given that we met before his term was uh, was concluded, and uh, you know, they, I, I think they met up with uh, Mr. Anwar uh, last year as well to get his inputs. So 
so you know, I'm not entirely sure if their thought process. I, I don't think these things are usually kept fairly confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we may not know exactly what their thinking was, whether they actually went into all these calculations that we um, are speculating now. Um, and I, I think potentially for the for the good governance for them, it's also it's also good that these these things which are chaired by the Agong are kept fairly uh, confidential, given that he technically is supposed to be above politics in the country. Yeah. Um, but there's some speculation that you know Mr. Anwar probably put in good words for from Sinaj, you know, given the, the outcomes mm. that have happened. And uh, you know, I think for again this this whole idea of the win-win situation um, lends itself to greater stability for Mr. Anwar's unity government right now. If there was, for example, a lot of unhappiness from right. the decision, whichever way it went, um, he would be under a lot of pressure. As we know, you know, he's, he's barely, barely had a, a year to, to run his administration. And I think more stability would be great for, for the country as a whole. So in a way, he does kind of benefit from this partial royal pardon. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, whether it's from a PR point of view, whether it's just appeasing the, the political spectrum, uh, this is potentially the good and outcome as, as we sort of expected. Um, one of the questions we were speculating on Wednesday was how would Mr. Najib factor into um, a unity government under yeah. Mr. Anwar, yeah. knowing how popular he is with the Malay ground? And Mr. Najib will need to re-establish himself within his party, um, no. And there could be some shake-ups there as well. But again, that's, that's quite a long way in the future. So I think we can talk about it again when we get there. Ming, just to, and I'm sorry to take advantage of your time, just to squeeze in very quickly this last bit. There are other charges, I believe, uh, other charges relating to a money laundering case. I mean, could Mr. Najib still get charged for those? And could that jail sentence change from six to even more years? Oh, oh, for sure. I think those charges are still outstanding. And I think lawyers have already said that, uh, you know, the, the partial pardon is unlikely to have any effect on the ongoing criminal cases. Okay. But at the same time, right, because they are still ongoing, he is technically innocent until proven guilty yes. uh, in, in those ongoing cases. Um, the prosecution has until September this year to proceed with a trial on the outstanding charges, uh, uh, which are on money laundering. Um, and if nothing is done then, then Najib's lawyers can apply for acquittal or a discharge, not amounting to an acquittal. So, you know, he, he, for, he faces up to five years jail and yep. another fine of five million uh, ringgit if he's convicted these outstanding charges. But as, as the lawyers have said, it's still very open, you know, and, and nothing has moved. And if nothing happens before September, my goodness, you know, there could be an appeal for the police to be dismissed as well. The saga continues. We've been speaking with Nicholas Fung, <laughs> Managing Director, Black Dot, and Director for Security and Global Affairs, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Uh, good sir, thank you so much for your time. Take care and have a great weekend ahead. Hey, guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.